Um, actually, I don't think I've ever had an experience like I did when I first met you. The first time that I met with somebody who had no clue who I was, never heard my story. And it was amazing because I got to tell it like to fresh ears. Um, and so for those of you who don't know my story, I had debilitating mental illness and I had been a therapist. So I had my master's in clinical counseling and my bipolar turned into rapid cycling. And then I got the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis and I couldn't walk without an assistive device. So I was going either to the psych ward or the nursing home or I was going to kill myself. And thankfully, um, there was a divine appointment and my brother told me about the carnivore diet. Uh, I, I found the keto diet many years ago through a documentary and it touched my depression a little bit, but it kept coming back and I kept yo-yoing. And it wasn't until I found carnivore diet 307 days ago or so, um, it just changed everything for me. Um, no longer depressed, no longer anxious. I stopped snoring. I've had some crazy results. I don't shut up about it either. Um, <laughs> I, not everyone. Nor would we want you to. <laughs> and I noticed right away that not only was my mental clarity improved, it got even better with carnivore. But what I noticed is I was walking with the Lord and hearing from the Lord more clearly than I have ever heard from the Lord. You know, you get this idea, well, that, that must be the Lord. No, this, this was, this was to the point where I was stepping to the right and the Lord would move my foot to the left and say, go this way. I've explained it that it's like I had a road of wet cement before me and that somebody had put footprints in the cement and then it had dried. And now I'm putting my foot in the footprints in the cement and they're my size. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie. And thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24-hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website. And every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles, and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. Hey. So I guess we're live. So Carrie and Emily, thank you for being here. Um, I really appreciate Carrie, especially that you've taken time out of your busy schedule and Emily out of your busy schedule. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, it's, it's amazing to me that, the, that um, I've got the two of you here. So some of my viewers may not know who you are. Emily, this will... Um, ring bells for you as for how we first met each other. So do you want to quickly let people know how we first met and how, uh, and, and a little bit about your carnivore journey? Sure. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I don't think I've ever had an experience like I did when I first met you. Um, it was the most incredible experience for me um, because I've been telling my story for almost five years now. And you were the first person that I'm the first time that I met with somebody who had no clue who I was, never heard my story. And it was amazing because I got to tell it like to fresh ears. Yes. And it was so fun. Um, so basically you put up a post and you said, 
I'm writing a book and I want carnivore stories. And I raised my hand and I was like, I'll, I'll give you my story. And then you sent me a message and you're like, okay, I'd love to meet with you. You know, no problem. We get on the zoom. I just assumed you had like <laughs> put in Emily Penton on YouTube and done a search or whatever, but you hadn't. And I got to tell you my story. Um, and so for those of you who don't know my story, um, I had debilitating mental illness, got to the point where I had to quit working and I had been a therapist. So I had my master's in clinical counseling and my bipolar turned into rapid cycling. I didn't know who I was from one day to the next. And then I got the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis and I couldn't walk without an assistive device. So I was going either to the psych ward or the nursing home, or I was gonna kill myself. And thankfully, um, there was a divine appointment and my brother told me about the carnivore diet. Um, February 24th, 2019, I started eating only animal meat and animal fat. And my last bipolar episode was April of 2019. My last MS symptom was May 9th of 2019. And now I can't shut up and I tell the whole world about my story. <laughs> I think that's common for the three of us. <laughs> uh, so, Carrie, you were on um, a vacation uh, with your family first in 10 years, if I recall correctly, when I contacted you. So can you tell me a little bit about that and also give the viewers a, a a thumbnail of of your carnivore experience yeah absolutely so i think right now i'm on day 307 of carnivore. yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i found carnivore uh through youtube I, I i started with keto years ago and i had some success but uh mental health issues including uh bipolar runs in runs in my family and i was horribly depressed and anxious for most of my adult life, I was on medication, I think, for about 10 years on every different type of SSRI and anti-anxiety medicine, sleep medicine. Uh, I, I found the keto diet many years ago through a documentary, and it touched my depression a little bit, but it kept coming back, and I kept yo-yoing. And it wasn't until I found carnivore diet 307 days ago or so, um, it just changed everything for me. Um, no longer depressed, no longer anxious. I stopped snoring. I've had some crazy results. I don't shut up about it either. Um, <laughs> I, not everyone Nor would we want you to. <laughs> uh, not not everyone has the results that I get. I get it's different for men and women and age and things like that. I'm very blessed and thankful. Um, but yeah, I stopped snoring. My IBS went away. I had arthritis and gout in my foot. That completely went away. I was going to need surgery for that. But the most important and incredible thing is the just horrible hopelessness, depression, and anxiety, which I always tell people, I would have been so happy if it was just flatlined, like, oh, I'm not depressed anymore, but it's the opposite of whatever hopeless depression is. I'm happy. I'm in a great mood. Living life to the fullest, It's uh, it's been completely life-changing for me. Yeah. So for Carrie's uh, viewers and Emily's, um, we all have a similar uh, route in that mental health really is what while we may have been using the carnivore diet for any number of reasons could have been weight loss whatever what we found was that for me suicidal ideation along with uh depression although it wasn't um, actually diagnosed as such friends that have known me for a long time would really be probably surprised that i said that i had suicidal thoughts but I can remember visiting a sleep doctor and he said, so how do you feel? And I said, well, um, I know where and I know how, I just don't know when. And he said, you need to get to your uh, primary care physician right away. Well, it turns out that during that time, I was also on a beta blocker for my AFib and that was what was causing such severe uh, symptoms as far as depression. But along with depression went uh, prediabetes, obesity, inflammation, pain in the hip, uh, toenail fungus, uh, gingivitis, all those things were 
eradicated, reversed, as they say. So I'm not cured, but it's reversed. But now I want to come back around to the three of us because off camera, we've talked about this considerably. And now that you're rid of depression and now that you're rid of all of the other symptoms, there's something else that bubbles to the surface that we've talked about, and that's mental clarity. So, Emily, will you give us a little bit about your mental clarity? The crazy thing about mental clarity is it, it, it's almost like chasing a, a mirage. Like you don't even know what it is because you, you've never experienced it until all of the sudden I experienced mental clarity. And I was like, oh, it's like this is what everybody's talking about. <laughs> and then I got yes. mad because I was like, screw you guys and your little white picket fences and your little happy lives. No wonder you're able to stay at the same job. No wonder you're able to keep, you know, the same husband and do the, do the, all the things because you have mental clarity. And when I experienced that, I realized I counted back and I had more mental clarity than I had had in 15 years. And so it was like, I just turned back the time on my brain and I was able to have vocab vocabulary recall. I was able to study things. Um, I was able to, you know, just follow through and I was able to plan for my future before this is where I was. <laughs> yes. I was surviving each day. There's no tomorrow. There's no next week. There's no, what am I going to do next month or next year? Now I'm open to plan for the future. That was mental clarity for me. Carrie. Yeah. Well, before I talk about my mental clarity, I just want to shout out Emily and Steve. Uh, I'm so fortunate I had both of you on my channel. I, if anyone's watching from my channel, I have links in the description for both of uh, their channels. Awesome, awesome stuff. Mm. I, I love what you guys are doing. Emily, you, you taught me a lot too on our first video we did together. I asked you, what is it like to have depression? And you defined it as looking at life through a different lens. Mm. And I, I think about the brain fog in a similar way. I think when I was, um, I was like 12 or 13, I got glasses for the first time. And I remember the first time I put them on and I went outside, I could see every little leaf on the trees. And I was amazed and I was kind of pissed off. Like Emily said, I was like, <laughs> what, everyone gets this like high resolution. It was my whole life. I would see a tree and it was just a blur. And that was normal to me. I didn't know there was anything else beyond that. That's, that's very similar to the brain fog. The thing is with my brain fog before, um, I knew I had it because my kids and my wife would make fun of me. <laughs> I'd always be like, like trying to figure find a word. And I'd say like six wrong words. Um, but I didn't know the extent of it. Kind of like Emily was just saying, I had no idea the extent of it until it was gone. It's like putting those glasses on. It's like, oh my goodness, this is what it's like to not have brain fog. <laughs> and it's not even like, initially I'm like, this is some advanced superpower I have. And then I realized later, no, this is just what a proper human <laughs> how they have things it's just that everyone else including myself before this was impaired it was almost like i was drunk before mm. didn't have enough energy for my brain to keep up and and my cognitive ability was low so yeah that's there's so many benefits to eating this way and that was one that took me uh by shock like <laughs> i'm like oh you can lose weight you can do this maybe the depression and stuff but yeah i wasn't expecting that benefit at all and it's a, it's a great one so you're um, you're getting glasses and talking about trees. Um, I I carry a story with me about a six year old who put glasses on for the first time and said, "Oh, grass comes in pieces." Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I'm losing my train of thought, but that's okay. I'll come back to it. Clarity for me. I put a YouTube or a Facebook post up and I said, if you've been eating a high carb diet your whole life, then you really don't know what mental clarity is. And one of the things, uh, Emily, I thought you might go here, but this is one of the things I've had is that you can't explain mental clarity to someone who doesn't have it. Mental clarity is one of those things that you have to experience for yourself before you even know what it is. And for me, I feel as though my mind is as clear as when I was 17 years old or 
20 years old. And it is an amazing, amazing realization, even a revelation, I would say, to be able to think, to be able to focus, to be able to study, to be able to do all those things with mental clarity. And it certainly is an improvement. Um, I would I would call mental clarity and and depression being being gone as the top reasons why I continue to eat carnivore. And October one was my uh, carnivore journey beginning. I like you, Carrie. I started out low carb. I went to intermittent fasting, and then finally on October one, I said, "I'm done." playing around with this, I'm going to go full time. So whatever it is since October one, that's how long I've been a carnivore and really um, enjoy it. So Emily, I'm going to go back to our first meeting and our first um, interview live, it wasn't live, but our first um, video that we did together. And we talked about mental clarity and we talked about mental clarity. You asked me um, if in my mental clarity, if I didn't, what was my relationship with the Lord like with the mental clarity? And what I can tell you is that I started in June, uh, actually June 14th, eating a low carb diet. And I noticed right away that not only was my mental clarity improved, it got even better with carnivore. But what I noticed is I was walking with the Lord and hearing from the Lord more clearly than I have ever heard from the Lord. You know, you get this idea, well, that, that must be the Lord. No, this, this, was, this was to the point where I was stepping to the right and the Lord would move my foot to the left and say, go this way. I've explained it that it's like I had a road of wet cement before me and that somebody had put footprints in the cement and then it had dried. And now I'm putting my foot in the footprints in the cement and they're my size. <laughs> they're my size. So that's been my experience. So. Carrie, do you want to explain um, how you feel about how mental clarity may have um, improved your relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's improved my relationship with the Lord, with everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. ha really having that mental clarity. I was trying to think about it before. Like, is it the lack of brain fog or is it the energy? Uh, I really feel like I've been learning more about the brain and how it requires so much energy to function. And I feel like for the longest time before this, I was at such a deficit because I wasn't putting the proper fuel in. So I was always tired. So like making time for relationships with the Lord or with my family or with making new friends, mm -hmm. just didn't have the energy to do any of that um, or the clarity. So it's, yeah, it's completely changed everything for me in that regard. I feel, uh, I feel like all my relationships are stronger. There's a there's more of a connection. I feel like I'm more present um, in the in the moment. Yeah, that's a big one too. I, Huge. I said that with my kids too. I, that's one of my. It's not a regret, but something that's always bothered me over the years is like we have triplets plus one. And it just flew by. The first couple of years was a blur because it was just changing diapers and everything. But I think a big part of it was <clears throat> I was in that brain fog and I wasn't in the present. Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie, and thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this Carnivore Diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www carnivoredietmovie.com and once you're there you can sign up for free to our email newsletter and once a week we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes uh, we'll tell you about new meetups we'll give you special invites and things like that completely free sign up there the other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size 
Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24 hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website and every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the carnivore diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. I didn't have the energy to be in the present. So I think that now I feel like I'm in the moment more. It almost feels like time is slowing down and I'm able to pay more attention to my relationships with the Lord, with God, with my kids, with my family, with friends, with strangers I just met and, and everyone else where before I was just going along to get along, like doing the bare minimum to get through the day because I didn't have the energy uh, to, to do anything else. You have mentioned in videos that I've watched um, twice that I can think of. One, that you were grateful for all the people that you have met since you started Carnivore. And part, I mean, that's due in a large part to how you have grown your YouTube channel. But I also uh, watched a video with you and Jen in the basement of the movie theater. And what's the name of the movie theater? Uh, Montello Theater. World Thank famous, world famous Montello Theater. <laughs> There you go. And one of the things that you were talking about was owning a small town theater was a huge thing for you, a family operated small town theater. And you were talking about the people coming in that you were able to meet and then begin relationships with that you never would have known had you not had the theater. And again, I say that that's in due, due in part to the energy that you have and the clarity that you have. A hundred percent. That's a great observation too. Cause at first I was like, Oh, this is going into getting the theater. That was never something I was looking for. I, we moved out in the middle of nowhere to kind of get away from people more. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, that's been one of the best benefits of the theater is the relationships and the friendships and the regulars and stuff that that have been coming in. And yeah, it's the timing coincides with eating the proper human diet and feeling better and having the energy to foster those relationships and the, like the the lack of brain fog helps too i just have this weird thing going on now <clears throat> people can ask my wife jen but i will have people come into the theater that haven't been in there for four or five months i'll be like oh steve emily hey welcome back i just remember <laughs> i don't even remember how i remember it it's like as soon as i see them it's just right there at the top of my yeah. brain where before like i couldn't even tell it what is this uh crayon what are we talking about here i couldn't think of the name of anything so Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely helping. Miss Emily, um, the same question to you about clarity and about your relationship with the Lord and how it has grown. Well, I, I, I mean, it, it makes sense because if you think about it, God is a God of order and not a God of chaos. And I was yes. living in chaos mm. and I was constantly Seeking. It was like I was grabbing for what does this doctor say? What is this medication? What does this YouTuber say? What does my aunt say? What does my cousin say? What does my neighbor say? Like I was just, I was grabbing all these things. And then I realized that that inner clarity, <laughs> why I named my whole system inner clarity, that inner clarity is where all the answers are. And having that knowing and having that connection with my creator, with the source of all that is, is everything. So I don't need to run outside of myself for the answers. The answers are within me because that's exactly the way that he created me to be. And when I realized that, it was everything to me because then I wasn't in chaos. I was in order and there, there is no greater gift. Hmm. Oh, beautifully said. Beautifully said. Yeah. Um, it, I'll tell you that really the beginnings of this video came from the first video that I did with you, Emily. And, and it was that question that has roared around in my brain for months. Because it's been, it's been probably that long. It's been months since we did 
that video. If I'm not mistaken, that was in November. And yeah, I think so. I don't know. I do so many interviews. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, good. So both of you are going to get another question. And the question is, and I know Carrie's uh, answer, but I want him to articulate it. Carrie, uh, do you think that the carnivore movement is growing? A hundred percent. Yes. Like, like wildfire. I, I know I'm biased and I don't know, part of it's my channel, but the number of comments I've been getting online has been growing like crazy, but also people in person. And I know this is anecdotal. I've said it before, but it's growing like crazy because it works. It's what's proper for humans. So for example, I did it and now <clears throat> my mom, is doing it. My stepdad is doing it. My younger sister's doing it. My older sister's doing it with crazy results. And that would be cool if it was just like four people. But now each of them, they're an inspiration. They're a documented story for their own peers that resonate with them right. better than they would with me. And now they're starting to do it. So it's, I, and it feels like this has been going on for a while before I found carnivore, of course. Dr. Barry, some of these other guys have been talking about it for a long time, but I don't know. It just feels like right now. It's so funny you asked this too. I was talking to my friend Adam about this earlier. It feels like uh, we poured gas all over it and the match is about to go off and it's just <laughs> definitely spreading like wildfire. Yeah. Well, and like in the chat, there's the carnivore cure, you know? I mean, man, I love his story. And he says in the chat, he says, I can relate when my depression and anxiety lifted within the first three weeks of BBB and E, uh, beef, beef, bacon, butter, eggs. Um, I was so pissed that I had been so close for so long mm -hmm. to giving up my life. And all I needed the whole time was meat. That's why we can't stop talking about this because there's so many effective stories, three weeks, three weeks. Mm -hmm. right. And it, it it is growing. There are so many stories. I mean, I got a whole YouTube, you know, place full of, of stories of people. And I think that's more important than this scientific journal article and this peer reviewed study. And <laughs> yeah, that's great. Give me the science. Give me the everything. That's really cool. I appreciate it. But those stories, mm -hmm. that is what is going to make this grassroots movement to be able to go and just and and do the work to heal people i agree i agree and um for me um it, it, it's like we discussed earlier uh now that now that i have mental clarity now that i don't have depression it, it's true i can't shut up as a matter of fact i open up conversations now by saying i just lost 80 pounds <laughs> <laughs> and people say, well, how'd you do that? Well, here's how. And um, I may go too far with that, but um, that's okay. Um, I was, I was in a, um, I was in a situation where someone was doing some work for me um, and I just started talking. And by the end of the conversation, he says, you've given me food for thought. <laughs> well, imagine that as the pun. He said, pun intended, but yeah. So now I'm going to get around to two questions that also I've kind of had roaring around in my mind. And I'm going to start with one and then I'll go to the other. So do you suppose that it is possible that the Lord, um, Elohim, creator God, is calling saints to this diet that he might get them to be mentally clear, give them ears to hear eyes, to see his hand at work. And that this groundswell that we see could be the beginning of a revival. So I'll just put that out there. I think that's a really tricky place to be because it's so quick that we can get right back into separation. We can get right back into our way is the only way. And there are human beings who thrive on vegetables and fruit. And there are human beings that thrive on meat and fat. And so just as, as much as we, we wouldn't say, you know, oh, well, the, 
you know, the Protestants don't know what they're talking about or the Catholics don't know what they're talking about. Like, I really can see God's hand in all of this mm. because he is so beautiful and so magnificent that he can spread himself into any area. The one thing I can agree on a hundred percent is that that clarity of removing the sugar and the processed foods. That is whenever we do remove the toxins out of our body, that is what I believe he's calling. Because when you go to church and there's, you know, donuts and cake and everything, <laughs> and the yeah. whole church is like literally got diabetes and they're dying and they, you know, are, have cancer and all of these things that's not really a great reflection of the body of Christ. And so I really think that what we can agree on is removing the sugar and the processed foods um, to really heal, you know, the people who are, are going to be able to, to be healthy to send the message. These are some good questions. I want to just, <laughs> I want to parley off of what Emily just said a little bit too, because it's funny. I was talking to my buddy Adam earlier and we were trying to define, because we're doing the documentary, Healing humanity, the power of a proper human diet. And I'm like, well, proper human diet, is it why, why not just say carnivore? And to Emily's point, what about vegetables and stuff like that? But the tricky part that I find with the vegetable argument is uh, like how I was trying to define it with, and I'm still thinking about this, so excuse me, but <laughs> when I was talking to Adam and how I was trying to define it, I'm like, the proper human diet, this is what I believe it is it's eating what is natural for humans, not necessarily just meat, but eating what is natural for humans. The problem with some of the vegetables, in my opinion, or at least I've noticed is what you can get from the grocery store. Anyways, you got pesticides and glyphosate. And now I was just, I saw the story where if the pesticides aren't bad enough, they also have forever chemicals in the pesticides now. So you're eating vegetables. And then I know some people are like, well, you take it and you wash it off. I did a big rant video about that before. And I'm like, are you really getting all of that off the vegetable and what's permeated inside the vegetable? I, I started going down this crazy rabbit hole with that. I, I got to find this. I, found, I saw this video where they juiced a piece of fruit and then they analyzed it. It was full of pesticides on the inside of it. They said there was enough in it that they could have put it on other fruits and vegetables. So... I always try to be careful. I, I, I had, um, we interviewed Dr. Hampton and he's pretty much carnivore, is carnivore, but he's got some patients that do vegetarian keto and they do well. They, they require some things. I'm, and I, so anyways, I was thinking about it more. I'm like, I think we all agree. Like Emily said, if you can get away from the sugar and the processed stuff, but there is that weird caveat with vegetables and fruit that I think some people don't think about, um, if you can get a natural, real good vegetable without anything in it, then that's pretty darn natural. But if you're still getting some of that other stuff, it's tricky. The fruit, I always, I'm conflicted on the fruit too, just because it's been modified so many times. You know, you look at an orange now, it's nothing like an orange of a hundred years ago. I couldn't do, I couldn't do an orange or an apple right now because two hours later I'd be starving and my sugar addiction would kick in and I'd be like, I need a granola bar. I need something else. So yeah, it's a it's a tricky thing. I think that's a good definition of whatever's natural, but it's hard to define what's natural nowadays, sadly, even when it comes to fruits and vegetables, because you would have thought, well, fruits and vegetables are natural, right? Even the meat, we run into the problem with the meat too, because like, the glyphosate is like everywhere now. They say you, you can go outside and take a deep breath and you're breathing in these antibiotics. Well, the animals are too, and then you're eating that too. So you could even make the argument against meat in some cases. Yeah, and honestly, you don't know. I mean, there are some people who are thriving in maybe even like other countries um, where they have, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. And if they're thriving and they're not suffering from diabetes and cancer and mental illness and <laughs> depression, then Carrie here for the Carnivore Diet Movie. And thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get it on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates, behind the scenes 
Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24 hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website and every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the carnivore diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. They're obviously eating, you know, the proper human diet for them. Right. right. It's, it's the people in the middle that are suffering so much. That's the people that I want to make sure and go, hey, maybe it's the broccoli. Like, let's just see. Right. So. It's highly likely that George Washington and his cabinet never tasted broccoli. And the reason being is that broccoli is only about 200 years old. Mm. Um, not only broccoli, but all of what we refer to as cruciferous vegetables were all engineered. They were all man-made from a mustard plant. So, Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and kale and all those came from a mustard plant. So you can say, well, it's natural. It's a vegetable. It's good for you. Is it? <laughs> and, and part of that goes back to a book that I read early on back in June of, of last year called wheat belly and the hybridization of the wheat germ or wheat um, seeds that increased the yield for farmers uh, sixfold, but unfortunately, the wheat that they produced was never tested by uh, human consumption or never never approved for human consumption. They just brought it here. And naturally, if you've got a, a wheat seed that will produce six times what you were using before, it just spread worldwide rapidly. So now you can't buy bread or a bread product or a wheat product that isn't that seed unfortunately um there may be you know some some people who keep ancient seeds and things like that but for, for the most part um the mass-produced uh, wheat products are not what what were original yeah so yeah so um this is a little injection um of of a different topic it, it's along the lines of what we eat, but I discovered something and I don't know if it's a thing or not, but it is for me. Um, I've been doing ground beef for the month of January and I've also been mixing in some intermittent fasting. And the other day I said, you know, I'd really like something to drink. I drink water, obviously. And, and I'm not, it's too late in the afternoon. I don't want to drink coffee. So I heated up hot water and I put a tablespoon of butter in it and I salted it and I call it butter tea. <laughs> I have no idea whether or not um, anybody else does that. But what I can tell you is it is extremely um, satisfying because the butter gives it some taste and the salt gives it some body. And what, what an excellent way to get electrolytes and water and, and still have a hot beverage that's, healthy so anyway that's really cool i never thought of that one yeah um and and it's it's ready in a jiffy so yeah i've been so, i've been having way more ground beef lately like you mentioned earlier as well it's been my new go-to and a lot of butter but uh yeah i stopped baking like eight days ago uh i i sound like a, i'm 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 in an addiction program or something. It's been eight days with no bacon. <laughs> I, I, just for everyone listening, I don't have anything against bacon. I think it's just fine for most people. I was just eating way too much of it. <laughs> I would make some up and then my daughter would make some up. And I was like, I should probably just stop for a while. But uh, yeah, ground beef and, and scrambled eggs have been my go-to lately. Well, I, I don't know if you know, but um, being World Carnivore Month, um, I, had a, I did a video on... I can't afford $25 steaks. And 
um, I decided to do a challenge for the month of January and eat nothing but ground beef, water, and salt for the month of January. And when it started out, I was all about the ground beef. That was really something great. Um, I spent $77.44 on food for the month of January. That was <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> but I, I, as the month goes on, um, I'm jonesing for eggs and, and ribeyes <laughs> and New York strips. And I'm thinking, you know, a little intermittent fasting would be a good idea right about now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stretching out my ground beef budget. And, uh, and the end of the month is coming. So... Yeah. Emily, how about you? What's, what's been your standard for what you're eating these days? Man, I just had a huge switch up and it, it was, I was not expecting it at all. Um, so my, just real quick, um, my whole first year of carnivore, I ate all animal meat and all animal fat. I ate bacon, I ate pork butt, I ate ribs, I ate salmon, I ate shrimp, I ate crawfish. I ate it all um, and then uh, and chicken. And I slowly realized that I was actually reacting to some of those things. I was having gas from crawfish and shrimp. Um, I was getting really emotional with chicken. Um, and to be fair, it wasn't locally sourced. I was on food stamps. My whole first year I was on food stamps. Um, and so I was just getting the Walmart chicken um, and I, uh, was getting very emotional and irritable every time I ate chicken. And so I eventually got all the way down to the lion diet and that was where I felt best. And so I ate beef and beef fat, um, by the end of that first year. And then the craziest thing happened. I was, uh, cooking my steak, cooking my steak, cooking my steak. And I realized that I wanted it more and more rare. And so I just listened to my body. And then all of a sudden I was like, hmm, maybe I can push the envelope of laziness. And this is such a simple way to, to go shop, meal prep, you know, yes. cook. Yes. What if I don't have to cook it? And at that point I had just got off food stamps and I was getting straight from the farm, the local grass fed um, farm. And so I started eating raw and I ate raw beef and beef fat for three and a half years. And whenever I, I went to the doctor and found out some of the stuff that was going on with me, I realized that I have trouble with methylation and that I am not absorbing things properly. So that made sense why my body was like, just get me to the nutrients, just get me to the stuff. And so my body told me to eat raw for a, for three and a half years. Then about four months ago, I got this random sickness. I was sick for six days. I had nausea, fever, vomiting, and headache. And it was horrible. And I couldn't eat, obviously, because I kept throwing everything up. And by the end of it, I was like, okay, that was crazy. It was over. No big deal. I go back to my raw. Couldn't stomach it. Couldn't stomach it at all. Like, couldn't even, like, put the bite in my mouth. And I had eaten this for three and a half years. And so I was like, all right, what sounds good? I'll go cook a steak. So I cooked a steak. I figured it was a, it was a phase or something. No, we're four months now. I eat um, cooked ground beef, uh, cooked steaks, and, and that's where I'm at. <laughs> kind of amazing, isn't it? I just listen to my body. Good thing. Good thing. Uh, and you know what? There's a lot of people who are beginning carnivore and they'll say, well, what can I eat? Well, can I eat this? Can I eat that? Can I eat pepper? Can I do this? And, you know, the answer that I'm always giving is, well, how does your body tolerate whatever it is that you want to? I say there are no rules you know, you make up your own rules because your rules are based on your body. Yeah. So I always get that during the holidays when we have family. Oh, yes. I'm kind yes. of a jerk about it, but they're like, they mean well, too. They're like, can can he have can he have this? Oh, can, can you have that? And I'm like, I can have anything. I choose not to. I'm like, <laughs> Good. Yes. Ooh, exactly. I love this. I love this comment from Jordan Foster. It says, if you're still making a documentary, count me in. 
I just started and I think a few more African-American testimonies will help the carnivore gospel spread. Yes, we definitely Amen. need more representation. Amen. Yes. 100%. Yeah, shoot me an email, homesteadhow at gmail.com. Would love to hear your story for sure. Yeah, great. Awesome. So um, even though, Emily, I was um, not expecting your answer to the first question uh, that I asked about uh, the Lord being about the carnivore diet. Get used to that. Cause I always, <laughs> that don't I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Just when yeah. you think you have me figured out. You no, don't. no. In fact, that's exactly what I meant by lively discussion. Okay. So here's the second part of it. What if the Lord uh, and I'm going to I'm going to change it up a little bit. What if the Lord is leading people to give up sugar, processed food, seed oils and all this garbage that's garbage to us again to get the average Joe to mental clarity so that he might be able to hear him for the first time? 100 percent. And I see that across the board whenever I talk to, you know, even vegans. Or I talk to carnivores who've been carnivore for like three, four, five, ten years. It's like they're not the same person that they were the first year. And then this the second year, they're not the same person they were the the year before. Like it just it keeps expounding and it keeps getting better. And they keep getting more sorry, but mental clarity. And, and then they're able to have that connection and that, that knowing to be able to s seek out more of those spiritual connections. And it, it, it is absolutely amazing. And whenever I finally got the, I would say the fifth or sixth or seventh person that reached out to me, then I was like, okay, there's a pattern here. There's something going on here. There's, a, there's something about the spiritual connection. I think carnivore is just the gateway drug. I do too. Carrie, you have in several videos that I've watched said this, that you'll be just living your life day to day now, 300 plus days into carnivore. And all of a sudden somebody will say something and you'll go, yeah, I've experienced that too. And it's not one that's on your list yet. And you go, well, there it is. So the floor is yours. You mean like my, my carnivore epiphanies? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Good word. Yeah, I, it's crazy. I have had many and many of those that probably are continuing to drive the documentary efforts further and further where it's like, whoa, this is just this is just crazy. It's so deep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah just um, like I was talking to uh, I had Dr. Chafee on the channel. He gave me this example of um, different species of animals eating the food that's appropriate to them and how it's kind of crazy that big brain humans are the only ones eating outside what we're intended to eat with our big, huge brains. And we're the only ones that are just getting sicker and sicker and all sorts of chronic disease. It's that one was like, whoa, that when you put it that way, he gave some examples and I, we have a lot of deer in our yard. I was thinking about that. And then I kind of stole it from him. I've been using it, but it's like, if you saw a deer walking around in the woods and its belly was dragging along on the dirt on the ground and its fur was coming off and it had big bags under its eyes, it was limping along because it was arthritic. You'd be like, what is wrong with that animal? But you go out in the public, you go to the grocery store everywhere. That's what sadly most humans are like. And it's just become the new normal. The, the recent thing that I've, that's been really eye-opening for me is this concept or idea of social norms and how things become normal. The normalization of chronic disease and the standard American diet. And it's really crazy how it's just like, well, that's just the way it's always been. Like you were just saying, like broccoli wasn't here 300, 200 years ago. Right. But that's, that's the attitude. That's the thing I'm struggling with while working on this um, documentary is – those social norms of that's just the way it's always been. Sugar's fine. We get it at birthdays. Grandma gives it to the kids. They're very hard to uh, to break. Um, I, I haven't read it yet, but I, I got this book. I've ordered it. And the guy was talking about um, collective 
illusions. And he said, collective illusions come from social norms. And the way that you break social norms is with positive deviance. And when you hear deviance or deviant, it sounds like a bad word, but Steve, right. Emily, me, most of the people in the chat, they're positive deviants. We're living in a world where the social norm is crazy. And we have a couple people deviating and they're having extraordinary results. And that is how you break a social norm is you start highlighting those. Cause after a while, these people that are doing the social norm, they're gonna be like, Oh, I got all these aches and pains and I'm depressed and I have brain fog and I'm tired and diseases and all sorts of stuff. What is Emily doing? She's over there just thriving. So that, that positive deviant sitting over there, I need to learn from what she's doing. And that's one way to break those sort of, uh, collective illusions that are really hard to overcome. Well, and it, it, it makes sense because the social norm, I live in Southeast Missouri and um, I, I didn't mention this, but another side effect of all of this is that I lost 120 pounds. And before I wasn't even trying to lose weight because that's what everybody else looked like around here. Everybody looks like a bowling ball around here. Like that's just what we look like. Mm -hmm. And it was normal. It was totally normal. I didn't even know I was overweight. I had no clue. And I didn't know that I was so inflamed and that I was so sick. And so then when I lost the weight, it was just like, oh, like there's there's something else here. I, I didn't know. I thought I was a big bone girl. And one thing that I have realized is that now I am the most dangerous woman I know because I don't require my cookies or I don't require wine. I don't require psych meds. I don't require anything. Like I am so set free. Like you can't even control me. Like there's literally nothing that, that anybody could do to me that could knock me down. I'm Teflon and I'm titanium. And it's just absolutely beyond me that this came from my food. Like I said, carnivore is the gateway drug for me. That's awesome. Carrie, you, you said two things. Um, you're talking about uh, the most advanced species on the planet being Homo sapiens sapien is what Ken Berry talks about, Dr. Ken Berry. And we're the only one that's confused about what to eat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not only that, but but we touched on a word that's really close to my heart, and that's normal. So what's normal? And I was, and I think all three of us were duped into thinking that however we were feeling was somehow or other normal. Emily, maybe you're the outlier here, you know, depression and, and bipolar, that's not something that you see as normal, but we accept the way we are and don't necessarily know how to get out of it. And really kind of the last thing that even occurs to us is that the food we're eating might have something to do with it. Absolutely. And nobody said that to me. They just right. said, here, try this other psych med. Hmm. Yeah. Carrie, yeah. I, I know the same thing happened to you as well. Yep. Yeah. I thought I was defective. There was something wrong with me. It was genetic. Nothing I can do about it. And out of just pure hopelessness, just try more medication, trusting the doctors. That was the other thing too, is I, I believe most doctors mean well, they're, they're, they're working off of what they can, but um, I had all my, I'm like, what do I know? Who am I to say the doctor? To, he's telling me to take these pills. It's got to be the proper thing to do. Um, but yeah, I never would have questioned those. Now I'm like, I'm not going to the doctor unless I need surgery or I break a leg or something like that. Because it was all so many things I was on medication for. It was all just nutrition. It's just the food I was eating. But yeah, that whole thought is really abnormal to what I what I considered normal back then. I read a book um, early on. I, I probably have already alluded to it, Wheat Belly, and um, by Dr. William Davis. And after I read that book, I knew so much more about the lies that we've all been told. And I've been on to the fact that we're being told lies by the government for a long time. But big food, big pharma, big med, big government have all been in cahoots with how the whole system works. 
and he's also the one that opened my eyes and Carrie, you've mentioned this too, is that doctors make money twice or two ways, pill or procedure. So either they're going to do surgery or they're going to hand you another pill or injection, whatever. And, and while they may know something about nutrition, they really don't have a background in nutrition because, you know, they weren't taught that in med school because how are you going to make money teaching nutrition? And that's why I really, really um, uh, give it all up to uh, doctors like Dr. Ken Berry and Dr. Chafee and at all um, for, you know, they've got tons of videos, literally hundreds of videos. I think um, Dr. Berry this morning, I, I was listening to one of his uh, early videos, but even the early video said I have 200 videos on nutrition and diabetes and all that. I'm going, wow, you know, um, and he's giving all that out for free. So, yeah. Carrie, you've had uh, quite a relationship with several doctors on your channel. Yeah, I'm so thankful, so grateful. I've, I'm like, uh, I don't deserve to be talking to some of these people. It's exactly like you said, Steve. What's crazy to me is um, you got to be brave to be a carnivore as an individual, but to be as a doctor and then promoting it, like talk about going mm -hmm. against the grain. Yeah, mm -hmm. I always, one thing I've learned, another epiphany on carnivore was you got to question motives and bias for everything. Before carnivore, I would see like a study or something on the news and I'd be like, oh, that's there for my benefit, for my health. And Carrie here for the carnivore diet movie. And thank you so much for watching our YouTube videos and listening to our podcast. It's because of you and your support that we're able to do this carnivore diet documentary. We're making great progress, and I'm not going to stop until we reach millions of people. But we still need to raise more funds in order to film this properly to the level needed to get in on one of these big streaming services. So we're asking for your help. If you would, please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. And once you're there, you can sign up for free to our email newsletter. And once a week, we'll be sending out updates behind the scenes. Uh, we'll tell you about new meetups. We'll give you special invites and things like that. Completely free. Sign up there. The other thing you can do at the website is purchase our little portable travel size Redmond salt shaker with a keychain holder. People have been loving these. We offered them on our 24-hour live stream. You can purchase these right on the website. And every proceed, every penny that we get from profit goes right towards the carnivore diet documentary. And the other thing we have there are the water bottles, and the cutting boards. They're completely customizable and you can engrave them. Every penny from those goes to support the Carnivore Diet documentary. You can also uh, link on over to the GoFundMe. That's where we'll get the most bang for your buck is there. So please visit www.carnivoredietmovie.com. Thank you. Now I'm like, no, most of those studies are sponsored by a cereal company or they're trying to sell you a pill at the end of it. When you look at some of these good doctors like Dr. Barry, Dr. Hampton, Dr. Chafee, what's in it for them? Are they really just trying to build up their YouTube? I, maybe that's a little part of it, but uh, Dr. Philip Avadia, that guy could be out doing heart surgery and making a pretty darn good living, not having to go on YouTube and tell his story. They're doing it because they're passionate about it and because they wanted to become doctors to help heal people. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful to get to talk to some of these uh, some of these guys closer and have them in the documentary as well. Um, we just Adam and I were just talking today. We're actually going to be filming Dr. Barry. I think in two weeks we're going down. Mm, to yay! I'm gonna I'm gonna be crying like a little baby. Carter was so <laughs> I, I had yeah. him on. I had him on a live stream a long time ago, and I told him in the beginning. I'm like, I might start just bawling just because I. I never would have started carnivore if it wasn't for good doctors like Dr. Barry, Dr. Chafee, Dr. Hampton. Right. I saw the individuals and I was still like, this is insane. You can't just eat meat. But hearing the science and hearing the truth from a doctor that I've grown up to trust doctors, that was the only thing that finally convinced me to do it. I look at those guys like Dr. Barry, if you imagine a little counter next to his name, there's got to be like millions of people on there that he's helped reverse or not, if not save their lives. Just on his depression videos alone, there's a thousand comments. You saved my life. I have my life back now because I followed what you were saying. And that doesn't that doesn't even account for the ripple effect of the people that then followed those people and did it. So, um, yeah, huge shout out to those doctors. I was I mentioned before briefly the the positive deviant things. 
one of the most important things with that concept is elevating the voices of the individuals that are having good results, but also those doctors. So I'm always, I'm always happy to shout anyone out that's a positive deviant, especially these doctors, because they're helping so many people. I have two positive deviants with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what you guys are doing is amazing to me. I'm just getting started. This is my first live stream. Um, I'm just getting started. And, uh, and it's been a pleasure, a joy, if you will, to have both of you on my channel and talking to me about about a lot of different things about the carnivore diet and how each one of us would probably say, yes, indeed, um, it, it has changed our lives. Um, it's given me a completely different path in my life. Um, so I, I just wanted to, I, I'm wrapping up now because Carrie, you said you had a hard stop. Um, and, and I'm going to appreciate and respect that. And, um, you know, all I say is, if you like the content that you saw here, uh, you're more than than welcome to subscribe to this channel, but also to these two channels, Homestead How and Inner Clarity. Am I correct, Emily? Yeah. If you just put in Emily Penton, you'll find me. Yeah, I should have done that before I met you, but I didn't. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, like and subscribe uh, to your pleasure, and we'll all talk again later, I am sure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. All Thank right. you, Steve. You Appreciate bet. it. Bye-bye. Great questions. Yep, bye.